0: welcome to the q4 impact podcast where through scripture story and conversation we inspire you to make an impact all the way through the fourth quarter of your life every single one of us experiences feelings of loneliness it's that acute awareness of being isolated or cut off from and not valued by others for some those feelings may only be a few moments of self-pity but for others loneliness could feel like an overwhelming desolation. Today, Ron and I are going to be talking more about what contributes to feeling lonely and how we can minimize and counter those feelings when they do come. Take us away, Ron.
1: You know, Susan, loneliness doesn't necessarily mean that we're by ourselves or that we're alone. We've got a couple of great examples of that, of Jesus experiencing um, those feelings of being alone yet in the midst of people. He was in the garden and his closest disciples were, were within a stone's throw and uh, they fell asleep and he was alone but not alone and on the cross... Uh, He was surrounded by others that were being crucified as well and had that feeling of why has God forsaken me is what he had said. So he had that example of experiencing the maybe overwhelming set of circumstances that he was facing, and we face circumstances that feel... Just like the ones he experienced, yet obviously nowhere near as difficult.
0: Yeah, it's true. And those contrasting examples highlight that I know for myself, even, I can be tempted to think of loneliness stemming from my circumstances but those examples highlight that it's more about our feelings and thoughts. And that makes me ask a question. It's like, Ron, do you really think it's more accurate to say that it's ultimately about our feelings and thoughts about God?
1: Yeah, I think feelings are such a powerful influence in our lives. And as the years pass, you, you come to realize eventually that Hardships and struggles and disappointments—you know—it's hard not to feel alone when you're facing any one of a number of crises that come, you know, in front of our lives or into our lives, and and each of those difficulties typically make us feel like we're all alone.
0: Yeah, they actually can. And that is why today the purpose of our podcast is to encourage listeners, because when those times or seasons do come, and they will for all of us, it's important to have a roadmap to be able to overcome those feelings of loneliness so that they don't become permanent or define our lives. Now, when I say seasons, I think a few of examples that come to mind, um, Specifically, the the most common would be like the loss of someone much loved, whether it is a family member or a dear friend. Um, And that could be through death or divorce. And those tragedies, those circumstances can often magnify our feelings of loneliness. But it's those seasons aren't just at the time of the event. And I think having just come through the holidays recently, we've seen the prime example of where those feelings of loneliness can get triggered on repeated occasions, um, such as the holidays, such as gathering with friends or family where the loss is felt more acutely. And it can be very hard to navigate those feelings.
1: Yeah, it can be. Feelings can be indiscriminate. You know, how many of us at times are in a room full of people you know, maybe 10, 15, 20, 30 people, and you get this feeling that you feel alone, even though your people are everywhere. I think uh, I'm also reminded of, of going to a very large church years ago and listening to a very famous pastor share that he had had this experience one morning where he felt like his life was meaningless. And I'm listening to this man who's written songs and written books and pastoring, you know, thousands of people share that he felt like his life had no meaning. And and it's it highlighted that just feelings come and we just have to identify where they're coming from. So, you know, this is maybe a little bit difficult. To hear what I'm about to say, and and that's that loneliness ultimately can be traced back to our getting too focused on ourselves. Um, I said that nicely uh, instead of using the word selfishness, but I know from myself um, I catch that happening to me. I all of a sudden or one day feel like the things that are hard in my life uh, outweigh or replace the long list of things that are amazing in my life. And if I'm not careful, um, I can allow those feelings to overshadow what the reality is that you know and and the reality is that, we're saved, that God is with us, that he is not only with us today, but he's going to be with us tomorrow. And he's provided for us uh, in our forgiveness. Uh, the, The eternal life is ahead where we get to live in this setting that's going to be overwhelmingly amazing and fantastic. And so Yeah, and we're experiencing something, you know, that's real. So this lonely feeling that we have is a real feeling, but where we go with it, I think, is the important thing. It's not to say, all right, if you're a Christian, then you're never going to feel lonely again. No, it's that when that feeling comes upon you, how do you navigate and how do you move forward in your life, I think, that we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I when I hear you say um <laughs> facing the reality of of our own selfishness or self-focus, I think it would be easy for a lot of people to hear that and and our defensiveness can rise up. But I agree with you. When I am honest with myself and look at the times when I struggle, it's usually when I've allowed the circumstances to turn my mind to start thinking about myself and what I think I am. Lacking what is, and that lacking usually involves a sense of comparison, doesn't it? Against someone that I think maybe has what I am missing or would desire. Uh, It makes me think of a Dallas Willard quote that says, uh, Your mind is all important. And the most important thing about your mind is what it's fixed upon. So I I have to note that as we get into, let's talk about where we can start fixing our mind or maybe who uh, we can start fixing our mind upon. I, I want to just, Oh, I had a thought and it lost me, Ron. I'm going to come back to it. That's okay. You take us away.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is a, again like many of the topics we talk about one can get offended at hearing the concept of talking about our own selfishness uh, or one can feel like well you're minimizing you know loss or or loneliness or a tragedy and i just want to say no uh, i don't I'm not minimizing the difficult experiences that we have. They're a part of our lives. There's no getting around them. We're all going to face very, very difficult struggles. And so, again, it's putting those difficulties in their context, whether it's the slightest thing, whether it's a small, insignificant you know why is there traffic? Now I'm going to be late. You know, uh, you know whatever the, the thought, You know the thoughts that I'm talking about. You just you get frustrated. You get upset. Like I should have gone a different way, or I knew I should have left earlier. And you know, and you just focus on the fact that you're going to be late. You know, which is a simple thing. To you know why why did I lose my mom at such an early age? or why did this uh disease come upon my spouse or myself and and start focusing on the 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 difficulty and and then the eternal promises of of eternity and perspective kind of gets lost and pushed to the background and the tragedy or the difficulty starts to almost take up our entire brain space and our en- entire, you know, emotion. And again, it's it's not that when we lose someone we shouldn't cry or we shouldn't feel sad or we shouldn't feel lonely or, or deserted or or gee, this is really unfair. I'm minding my own business, driving in my car and someone runs a red light and smashes into my car, and now I have this injury that I'm going to have to deal with for the next months and years, and now I'm going to have to have the expense of, you know, all of the the trauma that, that a car accident creates for someone who's entirely innocent. And so if you focus on the fact that this happened to you And why does it have to happen to me? And, you know, because that's the way life is. Because when there's millions of automobiles and millions of people driving around hundreds and thousands of times, these kinds of things are going to happen. And I like the way someone put it in one of our previous podcasts when they said, yeah, why not? Why hasn't someone we run through a red light and smashed into my car. You know, it happens to so many other people. Why why doesn't it happen to me? Instead of, you know, why does this have have to happen to me? So it's this perspective. It's this, when these things happen, do we draw near to God, asking him, Lord, help me to put this in its proper place? And not be consumed by the loneliness, by the sadness, by the circumstances of whatever the tragedy is. Can we seek to find God's hand in allowing all of this to happen? Are we willing to look inside of ourselves and see that, you know, I guess I am really focusing on this and I'm being consumed by this? And I've lost my appreciation for life. I've lost, I've lost the sense of being thankful that I'm one of God's children, that he's forgiven me of my sins, that I have an eternity waiting for me, you know, and we, we lose sight of that and we just g- kind of get captured by these emotions. So again, we're saying it's not wrong to have them it's it's wrong to let them rule our lives. So loneliness is going to happen at different times of our lives to every one of us. The question is, what do we do when that happens to us?
0: I hear you really having a passion around what the right perspective is when these emotions come. And I um, you, you talked about drawing near to God, and that, of course, brings to mind the verse that we're familiar with of James 4, 8, that says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. It That is a perspective. That is the perspective we want more than the focus on the tragedy or what we've lost or how um, pitiful our own circumstances may be. But I think it's important to note, and this is what I hear you getting passionate about, is what will we do? Because the the feelings of loneliness will come. What will we do with it? Where will we go? Because our human nature is always going to seek comfort, right? Um, that is just the way that we are wired as human beings. And sometimes we find comfort through distractions. Maybe we go on a, a movie binge or we lose ourselves on social media apps. Um, if you get into more significant distractions, maybe it's it's turning to alcohol to just drown those feelings. Um, and no pun intended there, certainly. But um, instead, the call from God himself is to come close to him, is to draw near to him, because he will draw near to us. And what a precious promise that is. Um, you speak about these circumstances being an opportunity, and they are. I mean, that talk about a perspective shift to actually recognize our feelings of loneliness as an opportunity. I know that's not usually the first way I view them, um, but that makes me think of Acts 17, 27 and 28 that says God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from many of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. Just another wonderful promise that when feelings of loneliness come, we have that opportunity to seek him and to find him.
1: It's kind of like a tug of war, Susan. (laughs) You know, this loneliness drops into our life, and it's real, and it's a feeling. And at the same time, I'm going to make a statement that none of us are ever alone, ever. That is the tr- that is the truth. We are not alone when we have asked Jesus into our lives. So, we are not alone is on this side, and I feel alone is on this side. Well, yes, you feel alone, but you're not alone. So, that's the tug of war. Am I going to let the feeling of of loneliness, robbed me of the truth of the fact that I'm not alone. And not only am I not alone now, I'm never, ever going to be alone. God is not only always there, but he's always ready to welcome us when we have whatever feeling we have. A number of times when I'm praying I, you know, I'm, I like to make jokes and sometimes in my prayer, I, I don't know if God is laughing at my little jokes, but you know, I I say to him, usually in the beginning time, I I get on my knees, I have my quiet time and I say, you know, Lord, you never put me on hold. You know, when I start my prayer time, I never get sent to voicemail, you know, (laughs) he's always there. Every single time, he's ready to hear. He's not going to get mad at us because we're complaining, you know, or we're, you know, expressing our feelings. He's not going to get mad. He's going to listen. He's going to wait, and he waits for us to get the complaint out, the feelings out, and then if we, if we really are seeking him, we'll allow the Holy Spirit to then fill our emotions back with the truth of, yes, we feel alone, but we're not alone. And yes, the circumstance is really hard, but his goodness and his love and his joy and his promises are for eternity. And wow, is the ledger overweighted on the side of blessing when we Really, honestly, look at the whole picture.
0: It is so true. And watching you share those things just now, I re- am remembering what it was that I I forgot a moment ago, and that is from when we started this podcast, and just really the solemnness around this topic, which is fitting because loneliness is a very difficult thing. That all of us face and many face in debilitating ways. But as each time you have begun to speak of the presence of God, the closeness of God, his promises, I have watched your expression just begin to glow and that soberness has been replaced with an enthusiasm and and a joy And those that are are listening by podcast probably need to watch this on YouTube just to be able to to witness the transformation in that. Um, But I also, in saying that, want to challenge a little bit because um, we've been spending some time talking about where we put our thoughts and our minds. And certainly that is a, a big first step in the roadmap, if you will. And I will say for myself that there have been times where the emotions, the circumstances that are triggering those are so great that though I am clinging to the promises of God and I know them, like I'm not, I'm not doubting them, I am still really struggling and s- struggling to overcome that place of darkness. And so I don't want to minimize that. And I think this is a beauty that, yes, we are never alone. God has given us his Holy Spirit within us, who will remind us of these things if we have um, fed on his word and on his truths. And he has also given us the body of Christ. And the church, capital C Church, plays an indispensable role, I believe, in both helping prevent and overcoming loneliness in the lives of of those that are part of that body. Because when we're together... Um, we can't isolate. And that is the tendency, isn't it? Like, we start to feel these things of loneliness, and we just want to pull back even more. And boy, I don't know about you, but when I have done that, the enemy and my own emotions, like the enemy just has a heyday on me. And so this is part of the reason the body of Christ exists, that when we regularly gather, we experience a lifeline because it provides a life-giving connection that turns estrangement into belonging. It engages us with people who know us deeply and help renew our own trust and assurance in the God that draws near to us when we draw near to him.
1: Yeah, listening to you now makes me kind of get a little mental picture in my head of the times in my life where i faced just such hard circumstances that all i could do was wrap my arms around as almost like a rope where you're just just got your arms around the lord jesus and all you can do is just hold on and that's that's where friends can be so so critical I, in the hardest times of my life I'm thinking of two or three just things that were just really difficult. I had friends who were there for me and who helped get me to not be consumed by the tragic set of circumstances I was experiencing and point me to this truth that God's truth always triumphs over our feelings and And that's the, that's the bottom line. And that we don't I don't say that, you know, trying to minimize folks' difficulty. I don't say that even at the loss of a loved one, that, okay, you have 15 minutes to grieve and now, you know, get over it. That's not what I'm saying.'m I'm, I'm saying that, yes, the struggles are really hard. But then there comes a time where, you, and, you, and you can, I think if we're honest, you know, we would say it's time for me to move on, not to pretend like it didn't exist or not to think I'm never going to feel this pain again, but I'm not going to allow the circumstance or the season of, of difficulty to, to overwhelm me and overshadow the love of God that's in my life. So, you know, this is this is the recipe, you know, is uh, we like to we talk about here's the ingredients of a situation. What's the recipe? The recipe is when you're wrestling with these feelings, you cling to God's word and you cling to God's truth and you cling to God's promise and you recognize that no matter how difficult the circumstances and you know, I think I've gone two or three podcasts without mentioning my hero, Johnny Erickson Tata. So it's time I, I mentioned Johnny again, you know, where, where she's got such overwhelming circumstances, not occasionally, not a couple times a year, but every single day of her life, she has to make the choice. To either live in her difficulties or to begin to thank God for the privileges that she has, the beauty of his creation, the promises of eternity. And she does that by quoting scripture, by memorizing scripture, by just recognizing that one day her wheelchair will be gone and one day her difficulties will come to an end, and boy, is that going to be a glorious time when we truly are living under the justice of, of God's reign and rule for eternity.
0: Amen. His truths always triumph over feelings. I love how you said that. And friends, that is the prescription that we have today. It's not making light of loneliness and the feeling that calm the circumstances that cause them. But the roadmap is the same for all of us. It is to remind ourselves of who God is, of his great and precious promises that do always triumph over feelings and to not neglect putting yourself amidst the body of Christ to allow yourself to be known and to be encouraged in those times of loneliness so we hope today has been encouraging to you that the next time those feelings come, whether they're today or they're on the horizon, a scripture that you can call to mind that we love is Matthew 28, 20. That is the promise of Jesus himself. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. May that verse and all of these other tips we've shared today help you find yourself at rest and unshaken. We hope you'll join us next Monday, where we will begin to explore what is supposed to be a natural overflow of a heart that has experienced God's saving love. We hope you'll tune in. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. To continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live with purpose and meaning through the many changes and challenges of life, please be sure to subscribe and please share it with others you think may also benefit.